Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Anthony Taskell. He is a trainer, author of the storytelling book, as well as a speaker, strategist, and lecturer. Anthony, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So as you said before, you prefer Taz. Tell us why you prefer Taz as opposed to Anthony. Uh, a number of reasons, really. When I was uh, little, um, I was, went to a school, and in those days in England, you were often known by your surnames. So my name, as you can tell, is Tazgal, which is not an easy name to pronounce. So what I found was that people were sort of abbreviating all of our, so everyone's surnames. So my friend Crafer became Crafe, Harrington became Harry. And it just became a matter of time before Tazgal became Taz. So I got known as Taz. It became a sort of, I don't want to use a brand name, but it's, it sort of became part of who I am. So the only people now that call me Anthony uh, are my children where they're just trying to irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's talk about your book. So you have Incitations, mm. uh, in the storytelling book and the Inspiratorium. Now, given yeah. what we're going through now with this pandemic, you have three books. Which book do you feel someone should most read at this current moment in life? It's a bit like asking me about my children, because I also have three children and you can't <laughs> to express a preference. Um, at the moment, I, I think storytelling is universal. I mean, one of the reasons I got into it was I was, before I went into advertising, which was my first uh, career, um, I was a classicist. I studied Latin, Greek, ancient history. So I spent a lot of my time uh, reading Homer, um, not the yellow one, by the way. Um, so I was always interested in the Trojan War and the Peloponnesian War in the Athenians and Spartans. So I, I was fascinated when I got into advertising and marketing, why people just didn't seem to understand how actually to tell a story, how to present, how to communicate. So for me, looking at the way that, that storytelling still should provide us with some really smart ways of being effective, persuade, persuasive presenters, I think that's something that's even more important now where we're having to communicate in all sorts of ways, for example, you know, like doing this on Zoom. So I think the storytelling book is probably, it's been around for a few years. I think that's, that's the most timeless one. And talk to us about it. so I mean is it just a book of you sharing certain stories or what's the format of the book and what do you hope your listeners I'm sorry your your readers learn from you regarding reading your book well one, one of the, the things I talk about an awful lot um in in storytelling is the power of the number three and we don't really know why psychologists talk about it grammarians talk about the tricolon comedians talk about the comic triple you know veiny vidi viki liberté galaxy fraternity three wise men three blind mice I'm loving it, just do it. There's something about three. So the book is divided into three sections. The first section is why we've lost the art of storytelling. And I have a big rant about what I call the arithmocracy. Again, my classical background. Arithmos means number. So we're living in a, in a world, in a system, particularly in business, where we've become obsessed with numbers and measurement and KPIs and metrics. And my worry is that that's led to a sort of bleeding out of the human, the emotional, the story, the personal. So the first part of the book is, is reminding us how we've ended up in this sort of death by bullet point uh, culture. Uh, the second uh, part of the book is about why we are natural storytellers. It reminds us that all human beings learn about the world through storytelling as children. We tell it to our children uh, when we have them. Um, there is no group or tribe or faith on earth that doesn't have storytelling. 
And by the way, that can't be said of Excel or PowerPoint. Um, you can imagine, you know, anthropologists have delved deep into the Amazon jungle and uncovered a tribe that doesn't use spreadsheets. Uh, so that's part two. And part three is really a series of tips and tricks from the masters of storytelling, from novelists, from screenwriters. So, for example, the exercise about heroes, villains, conflicts and quests. So it's really a sort of part philosophy and theory, but an awful lot of practice to make your presentations, your communications more powerful. That's awesome, Taz. I appreciate you sharing this. Now, one of my favorite authors, his name is Robert Greene, and he wrote 40 Laws of Power and, and 50, I think, 50th Law or Law of Mastery, but he's like a, he talks about classics. He, he's kind of like you in that he studied this stuff and you read his stories like so in-depth, so powerful, so colorful. So when you talked about some of the greats for you, who, who was one of these greats and what do you feel they did well as a storyteller? Well, funnily enough, I might actually go back to two and a half thousand years. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Homer. I love the Iliad. I love the Odyssey because they were so rich. The language is fantastic. But also as a, a storyteller and as a bard, what Homer was doing was demonstrating how we value storytellers. He, he created, he helped build a sense of what the Greeks were about, their identity, when they had to go to Troy and try and bring back um, Helen back to Sparta. So I think historically, someone like, like Homer is brilliant. In the modern era, I'm a huge fan of Philip Pullman, who wrote a series of books called His Dark Materials. Uh, the series has been on the BBC over here, and I think um, and PBS and BBC in the UK. A very rich, very detailed world of stories and characters and heroes, and works at all sorts of levels. And probably until the last series, I was a big fan of Game of Thrones as well. Again, just for that richness, that complexity, and that timelessness, because Homer, and George R. R. Martin and Philip Pullman, they're writing at different eras about different worlds, but it's all about what it is to be human. And that's for me what I find so fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. So this is, this is a, a business podcast with a lot of executives. How do you feel storytelling can help them become better leaders? Well, one of the things that I talk an awful lot about, not just in the first book, but throughout is, and again, it goes back to a Greek myth. When we're doing a, a presentation, when we're trying to influence or persuade people, particularly if we've got a, a deck of charts or we're standing up at a, a conference to speak. The biggest problem I see is an absence of structure. People tend to sort of either just rely on loads of facts and numbers and charts and bullet points, and they try to bludgeon people into submission with all of that information. Um, or what they should do is actually look at the importance of structure. All storytellers will tell you about the importance of structure. And the expression that I use is the golden thread which goes back, I probably haven't got time to tell you the whole story of Theseus and the Minotaur. And Theseus is given a ball of thread to unravel so that he can find his way into the center of the maze and he slays the Minotaur and he can find his way safely out. So for me, I always say to people, when you're writing, when you're creating a presentation or an argument or a document, you first thing you need to do is build your golden thread, something that is visible and clear that the audience's brain can latch onto so they know where they're going, so they don't feel that they're being pulled apart all over the place. So that's the first thing I always say is, is make sure you've got a golden thread. Yeah, it actually is exactly what Chris Anderson, who's the curator of the TED Talk conference uh, yeah. said, where yeah. there's a through line. And so what you said, what he said, right. really, you as a storyteller are supposed to lead an audience on an adventure and a journey. And what you just said is, is perfect, Taz. I appreciate that. My last question is, you have this book called The Inspiratorium. That sounds yep. really cool. What is that about? 
Well, that's the second book. And as, as well as being somebody that's interested in storytelling, communication and brands, uh, one of my day jobs is I'm, I'm interested in insight. I'm interested in how you create insight for your companies, for your brands, for your marketing. So the Inspiratorium is really an understanding about how insight and creativity and curiosity work and how we need to build that in behavioral economics terms, system one, our unconscious, because we think that creativity and insight are just staring in long enough at data. It just doesn't work like that. We have to fill our brains with what are called ESIs, everybody, external serendipitous influences. You're welcome. Um, and that's how we get insight. So I'm a great believer, again, in, in crossing different areas and different domains. So, you know, classical myths and history, uh, physics, behavioral economics, psychology, movies, writing. If we can actually look at a very rich, diverse set of domains, it's much more likely that our brain will come up with new ideas and new insights. And that's really what the second book, The Inspiratorium, is all about. Fascinating, Taz. Since you're such a, a gifted writer as well as a, a speaker, who's an actor or an actress that you admire that really is able to capture someone's storytelling as you do? Any any actors or actresses that you admire? Uh, well, obviously, I'm I'm British, so nearly all actors uh, are British. So it's quite it's quite a difficult one to choose from. Uh, Tom, I always like Tom Hiddleston, funnily enough, and he mm -hmm. he he makes an appearance in one of my books. I mean, he was you know low high. He was. Um, he's, a, again, a classically trained sort of English actor. Um, and the reason I mention him is, is a, there's a list in one of my books where I actually look at famous people who studied classics and blow me down. Uh, Tom Hiddleston studied classics at Cambridge. I went to the other one. I went to, to Oxford. So I think a lot of those very classically trained British actors who we see now all over. I mean, Hugh Grant was in the TV series The Undoing. Again, I'm a huge fan of Hugh Grant. It originally started off as comedy, very light. But in, in The Undoing and various other uh, movies and things, he's been very, very serious. And I think he's got that ability, again, to turn something into, into something which you don't quite know. You know, it's very ambiguous. He's either good, he's, he's either baddie. And I think that's something I really admire in storytelling, that ability to sort of be slightly ambiguous between a hero and a villain. So those are just a couple I could give you, you know, many nice. more. Taz, thank you so much for being on our podcast. How can our guests connect and stay in touch with you? Um, I'm Taz Tazgall on LinkedIn. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Tazwell Hill, which is lots of L's, double L, double L, which is a clue to where I live in North London. Uh, and my email address also you can find if you look. But those are the two main ways of finding me. Taz, thanks again for being on the show. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.